John Hines said it himself. It was a good week. It started kind of rough, but uh, the Minnesota Wild rallied to win three straight games, and now they take their talents out west. We'll recap all of the John Hines tenure so far, some of the things that have impressed us the most, and what can still be tweaked on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new content throughout the week. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us to ring in the John Hines tenure, which has included three straight wins, convincing performances all around. And uh, we'll take a look at some things that uh, I'm sure Hines is going to take a look at as the team heads out west for another just weird schedule quirk featuring five straight games against Pacific Division opponents. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And ladies and gentlemen, we have officially hit a victory Micheletti Monday. Alex Micheletti is here. It looked dicey for a while <laughs> that we wouldn't get one for, I don't know, the rest of the season. But after we recorded on Sunday, we were hypercritical of... Uh, of more of the same, a game against the Detroit Red Wings that the Wild just looked lifeless. Dean Evison gets the boot. John Hines is in, and it looks like a completely different team. So, Alex, let's talk about the Hines tenure so far. A lot of really good stuff that we've seen through these first three games. What's, what have you noticed from Hines? What's impressed you the most about what we've seen from the Wilds since he took over? Yeah, it just seems, you know... The, more aggressive style play. Um, and, uh, I, I'm sure you saw Joe Smith's uh, tweet, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, um, he, he's actually playing, you know, his top defenseman with, you know, with, you know, the top, uh, you know, top offensive line too, which <laughs> I don't know, it, you know, with Dean, it, it didn't seem like that was happening all the time. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was nice, nice to see that. And, you know, a guy like Matt Zuccarello, just no matter how how the season is going, he just can he continues to put up uh, points uh, in every game, multiple points. Uh, you know, he's got the longest scoring streak going in the league right now. It's uh, it's just impressive for for the 36 year old. And um, yeah, every you know, guys just I mean, look at Freddie Goudreau too. All it took was uh, a goal for him to score, and he's playing with so much more confidence. You know, I think. Uh, you know, it just, uh, they needed a kick in the butt and, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, letting Dean go. Maybe that would, that's all it took was just uh, yeah. to get a new voice in there. Um, and it's kind of on the players now too. Um, so, you know, I think they, everybody needed to look themselves in the mirror and, and, and say, we have to be a lot better. Uh, you know, this is, we're not playing to the, the standard of, you know, of, of teams last year and the year before that were, you know, a hundred point teams, you know, they, they aren't living up to what, you know, what they've been doing. And so it just, you know, guys playing with a lot of confidence, uh, um, you know, he has uh, a lot of belief in Marco Rossi right now. And look at, I mean, Mark, another two goals from, from Marco. And uh, cool to see uh, Rock Faber on the power play. Uh, Dean yeah. would have never done that. So that was that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome to see, too. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and, uh, you know, seeing him produce produce on that. So, yeah, a lot, lot to be excited about. And it's going to be this isn't going to be an easy road trip. So, uh, you know, it's a good bonding for the, for the new guy, new coaching staff or, you know, part, part, uh, new coaching staff. And, uh, um, you know, I think the goalies are just, uh, you know, the goalies are playing really, really well too. I mean, Mark Andre made some amazing saves today and, uh, um, you know, Gustafson, you know, did, you know, in his previous start as well. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, just, uh, just got to keep it going because, uh, you know, they really dug themselves a, a hole to begin with. And now they got to con- continue to climb out of it and, uh, you know, keep up with, uh, you know, like Winnipeg uh, is, you know, right, right in front of them. So keep it going. Yeah. Some of the things that I have liked about Hines so far is he has come in and he has, you know, it, it's, it's the same team that the mm-hmm. wild had under Dean Evison. So it's not like they made huge sweeping roster changes, but you see the difference in Heinz just continuing to say, this is a, a league in which skating fast and playing quick are the things that win you games. And for somebody who, when we came in and we talked about it on this show, I talked about it when the, uh, the news came down that, uh, that Heinz was, was going to take over for Dean Evison talked about how he coaches a kind of a similar style and structure while also playing fast to what Dean Evison did. But we're seeing that I think some time away from the coaching circles and by time away, I mean like one off season mm-hmm. and into the next season. So it's not like it was a huge amount of time, but I think some time to just reflect and Joe Smith wrote a great article about Hines going back to some of his previous players and just asking some of the things that he needed to improve upon. And I think one of the things that he is best at is just being a communicator so far. But not only that, this guy's a war general on <laughs> the bench when he gets into a game situation, hearing some of those stories about uh, former Predators players how detailed Heinz is and how he can break down what opponents are going to do. Um, and just basically tells the players like, here's what you need to look for. Here's what the other team's going to try to do. Um, not only that, I love the fact that through these first three games, we are getting a sense that top spots in the lineup. And by top spots, I mean, top minutes are earned, not They're earned by merit, not by equity. And that was a huge thing with Dean is that he'd have his guys and they're going to play 20 minutes a night. 
regardless of if you're winning or losing. And what have we seen? The biggest change is minutes since Hines took over. You've had the fourth line guys who are playing on average um, in the three games. Listen to this. Connor Dewar in the three games since John Hines took over, averaging 13 minutes, 34 seconds a night. Under Dean Evison, it was like eight. Brandon Duhame is averaging 13 minutes, 12 seconds per night. And you go and you look at, for instance, Pat Maroon, averaging 12 minutes, 58 seconds per night of ice time. Um, Marcus Johansson, he's down to 14 minutes, 39 seconds. Ryan Hartman it got 14 minutes in the first game that he played since he uh, came back from that suspension. Marcus Foligno averaging 14 minutes, 42 seconds per night of time on ice. John Hines is going to give the guys that deserve it the most ice time. And you look at the, the number totals even against the Chicago Blackhawks, who had the most minutes for forwards, Jewel Erickson Eck, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, and uh, I think Matt Boldy was fourth. Marco Rossi was just behind uh, what Boldy got. Those were, with the exception maybe of Matt Boldy, those are the guys that played the best. And so to be able to see a lineup where you say, you say okay, the best guys play the most, but it's not just like, let's play line one here. Let's play line two. Let's play line three. Let's play line four. He's double shifting guys. He's putting different lineup combinations together. This guy is like he's he's coaching like he is is operating a battalion in the <laughs> Civil War. Um, to Sergeant Hines, games. yeah, he just the the tactical stuff that he does is just fascinating to watch because you're seeing just some little subtle tweaks. And so, what I wanted to kind of talk about as I was driving back from the game was what to do about the second line. But honestly, I think that's a line combination that's probably going to stay for a while. But then you see those in-game adjustments to where Johansson maybe isn't playing as much with Boldy and Erickson Eck. Kirill Kaprizov got a shift in there. It's just some of these little subtle tweaks just to see if you can kind of get things rolling outside of that top line. And I think that's the biggest difference that Hines brings that, uh, that Dean Evison didn't. Well, another thing too is, I mean, guys aren't getting overworked too. I mean, <laughs> that that's that's so key too because it it seemed like some of the guys were getting worn out uh, just because you know Dean was trying to keep his job. You know, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So that you could tell. I mean, we don't need Kaprizov playing <laughs> 22, 23 minutes. It's just it's uh you know for a guy that you know we still don't know if he's going to be anywhere near a hundred percent, uh, you know, the rest of the season. So, uh, you, you just don't want to wear out guys. Um, so that that's another key difference that I've, that I've really noticed, um, as well. Yeah. It's, it's just been, it's been a lot of fun. This team mm -hmm. is watchable again. We're yeah. having an enjoyable time watching them. They've outscored their three opponents since Heinz took over 13 to three. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you're seeing the makings of, I think, this really effective combo on the top line between Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, and Marco Rossi. So I want to dive a little bit more into that mm -hmm. as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds. 
after this. Today's episode of Locked and Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities, whether it be Marco Rossi scoring two goals, Connor Dewar getting a hat trick, or some day down the line, the Minnesota Wild hoisting the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether elite players like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus or more in a given game. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. The audience continues to grow on a daily basis. Make sure that you uh, are part of the uh, the continued following for Locked on Wild so that you don't miss out on any of the elite conversation on YouTube or especially this week with late games, any of our Locked on Wild after dark postcasts, <laughs> midnight or later, we'll be there with you. So make sure you uh, tune in on the conversation by subscribing on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. Seth Topol and Alex McLeady fully soaking in a victory McLeady Monday after a 3-0 week for the Minnesota Wild since John Hines took over. And Alex, before the break, we teased talking about a uh, top-line combination. And I know, quality of opponents. Uh, Terrible. St. Louis, St. Louis Nashville, and Chicago was, was not great. No. But I think the fact that the Wilds thoroughly beat all three is something that should be encouraging because even a week ago we went into that St. Louis game and I predicted that the wild were going to lose to the blues (laughs) five to one because there was no confidence in anything that the wild were doing. And so the fact that they won all three is huge. Marco Rossi, Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello in those three games, four goals and 11 combined points. And, uh, that line really feasted on Chicago. And so I think we get some encouragement because Marco Rossi continuing to look the part, getting an opportunity in the top six. It doesn't look like he's going to be moved out of that spot anytime soon. John Hines heaped some praise on him after the game, deservedly so. And he just, Hines seems like he's a, he's a big Rossi fan, which I think is huge for his development and continued placements with the likes of Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. And the encouraging thing is, I mean, he's looked good at uh, five on five and special teams. That the tipping goal was phenomenal. That, that was, that was excellent. I love his hand eye coordination is just, just phenomenal. And that, uh, you know, Morazic's been in the league for a while and uh, for um, Rossi to get, get that one by him. That was, that was super impressive. And, you know, just, you know, Guys are playing with confidence, like I said earlier in the episode, and that that makes a whale of a difference. Is is playing with with confidence and knowing you can go out and you know beat any level of competition. And the 
the most impressive out of the three was the Nashville because they don't play well in Bridgestone Arena in there and uh, or historically and uh, they just gave uh, UC Soros so just a complete beatdown. That was that was something else. And the Blues too. The Blues are such a weird team because yeah, the, you know the Wild beat them and then they just destroyed Buffalo and then they lose to Arizona. You know, just you, you just don't know what Bennington you're gonna get either too, which is you know it's like he he kind of has like the Randy Moss. I'll play when I want to play. You know, it's like, <laughs> I never would have imagined I would have compared those two, but uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, you never know what, you know, because he's, he's quite the head case most of the time, but uh, yeah, you know, the wild uh, are taking advantage of playing bad teams and beating them. They aren't uh, playing down to their level, which they've tended to do in a lot in the past. And uh, you know, they got a new coach and uh, they just want to keep the winning streak going for Heinz. Yeah. Might as well. And it's been the early leads. I think that has been impressive. They've taken an early lead and I know, Chicago had a little life out of the gates uh, on Sunday, um, but once the Wilds got that early penalty kill, Sucked there was the life just, out of them. Yeah, yeah, there was just no looking back, and I find it interesting too. I talked about this a lot in the postcast. I talked about this during the game as well. For all of the hype that Connor Bedard brings with him everywhere that he goes, just because of how much he was billed and how much he is compared to the likes of Wayne Gretzky and others. <laughs> Awfully quiet game with Brock Faber and Marco Rossi kind of uh, outshining him um, in that uh, in that win. It just it seemed like those two were making a ton of plays. Bedard had a couple plays, but mm-hmm. nothing, um, nothing I mean, he huge. Kept his point streak going on the road, but uh, yeah, I mean Faber and Brodine put him in a <laughs> just lockdown. That was that was impressive, and uh, yeah, they just. Uh, they gave no nobody on that Chicago team any room, and uh, uh, you know they allowed uh, you know Flurry to make you know make you know, clean saves. Uh, there wasn't a, a whole lot of rebounds either, and you know this uh, this team is really motivated to try to get him to you know get the win streak past uh, uh, you know Patrick Waugh for second all time, which is just crazy to you know to think that you know when you hear Patrick Waugh too. I mean, I mean he is. Uh, Flurry's gonna be a he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer once he's yeah. eligible. I mean, the the career that I mean, you don't see it a whole lot in this day and age. A, a, a guy going number one overall as a goalie because you know just that uh, you know that position has so much you know you know quality depth that you can you know find uh, <laughs> you know you know Hall of Famers in the seventh round you know sixth round goalies you know just they're so weird in, in all sorts of ways and uh, you know sometimes takes longer to de- uh, to develop and uh, you know maybe the wild have another one in uh, Jesper you see that he's leading uh, <laughs> leading that league in yeah. percentage and yeah just uh, yeah, it's 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 awesome to see that they have one in the hopper coming too. um I wanted to, as if anybody wanted any more reason to get hyped about what John Hines has brought to the table, take a listen to this quote from, uh, I believe it was Joe Smith's piece, talking about Brock Faber and Marco Rossi. Here's Hines' assessment of them having just taken over three games in. What I noticed with them is not just the talent level, but both guys can skate. It's a skating league. You have to be able to play quick and fast. Both guys can do that but just their maturity level as players. They play both sides of the puck well. I think when they have opportunities to make plays, 
They have some poise and confidence with it. And when they don't have the puck, they're able to check well, and that's been nice to see. And I think if you have those two combinations and you play key roles, that's important to be able to do. It's not something we saw a ton of with uh, with Dean either. And I get it. You are going to live and die by your veteran players if you're a coach in the NHL. But it just it seems like Hines has come in and he said, you know, we're going to need these young guys to be able to step up and to help if we're going to get anywhere the rest of this season. And so it's just it's been a lot of fun to buy into that and to see that so far through these three games. But the thing that I think will eventually need to be looked at. And I know I, I kind of talked about this already and just some of the in-game tactical stuff that we've seen from Hines so far. I feel like in order to really get Matt Boldy going, mm-hmm. there's probably going to have to be a little bit of a tweak done to that second line because there are three players that don't have a point yet <laughs> since John Hines took over. And one of them is Marcus Johansson. And I don't really, He's I don't becoming know a major problem. Huh? I don't know what the right answer is for what to do and who to put there. I mean, I'm going to always stump for my guy, Brandon Duhame to get those types of opportunities, but it feels like at some points that's just a spot in the lineup that you need more from. And it's great that they've been able to, uh, that they were able to ride the Caprizov Rossi Zuccarello line against Chicago but you'd like to have a second line that can offer you something like we saw with Boldy, uh, Eric Snack, and Johansson last year. We haven't seen it this year yet. Mm. And I don't know what the answer is for John Hines, what the right thing to do is there, but it feels like at some point they're going to have to address that second line wing spot opposite of Matt Boldy. Yeah, I mean, maybe... Maybe, you know, a guy that's, you know, playing really well under Hines, maybe move Dewar up there. I mean, give him, you know, both him and Duhame, you know, they are pending free agents. You know, they, I don't think they want to play on the fourth line their entire careers either, no. too. And so that, um, you know, <laughs> elevate them, get, <laughs> you know, if they don't, if they don't want to stay with the wild, they, they at least get the tape on for every other team. But, uh, you know, both of those guys have been playing really well under Hines. I don't know what yeah. it is, but, uh, you know, he's pushing the right buttons with, with those guys. And maybe, you know, you know, the, the some of these guys aren't playing as tentative either too, and not gripping the stick and just, uh, just going out there and playing and not overthinking. And so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, you got a couple guys that are playing center that maybe could move to a wing. It's just mm-hmm. it's not working with Johansson right now, and continue continuing to play with Boldy is is it's not helping Boldy's growth and development yeah. right now. Um, and somehow Boldy's scoring, you know, in spite of that right now, at least with with Hines. Well, and I, I think I think that's some of what we've seen with Hines too. Is that you know maybe you're not getting entirely everything that you want from that second line. And so you're, you're limiting their minutes and just saying, Hey, fourth line's playing really well right now. We're just going to continue to push with those guys and, you know, some subtle tweaks to the lineup that we've seen just in game. And you can afford that when you're, when you have a lead too. this wild team chased for so, so So many games against Dean and that, you know, that, that changes every, everything strategy, who you're putting out there. And, 
because when you're chasing, it tends to, you're over, you're, you know, you're having guys play more minutes than they should, or, um, <laughs> or <laughs> you have, you know, um, because of that, um, you just don't know where to play a John Merrill and he gets <sighs> out there and <laughs> right away when he made that, uh, just colossal almost mistake where he just almost own gold flurry. I, I tweeted it out and I messaged uh, you. I was like, what in the world is John Merrill doing? Thank God it wasn't um, a playoff game. I lost. I completely lost where I was. <laughs> and I was sitting up in the box, uh, up in the press box. And as soon as I saw that pass go through, I was like, oh, my God. Like he's he's very he's lucky. He's fortunate that Marc Andre Fleury wasn't playing further up in the crease like he tends to sometimes do. That would have went off his heel or in. It, exactly. It would have hit off of his heel and gone in for an own goal. And I don't think that would have been enough of a momentum killer to well, have the wild lose, but how about the other one too? Uh, you know, with Spurgeon getting getting uh nailed. And, and having to leave the game, Alex Goligoski. I don't know. <laughs> he continues to somehow get power play opportunities, but he, when he got elevated to PP one and they almost had a breakaway, uh, you know, uh, the other way. And Goligoski was way too slow to, I mean, that could have been, that could have been a, a disaster giving up a shorthanded goal off the opportunity. Uh, that was, I, you know, it's like those two, you just, you like have to have, you know, <laughs> a sigh of relief when they uh, are, you know, are able to get back on the bench after a shift without giving up a goal. <laughs> um, I, if Bill Guerin wants this team to go anywhere in the postseason, I, I think you have to find a way to do something with that pairing. I mean, Bogosian, Bogosian is what he is, yeah. but he at least is, I think, aware enough of what's going on to not make those types of plays. Cause Merrill had one behind the net too. Yeah. He had one behind the net where he just passed it out to the front to nobody. <laughs> just what are you and doing? It ended, it ended up being taken away by the Blackhawks and they got a quick shot on net. And thankfully flurry was able to make the save, but it's like my guy, yeah. you, you got to be aware of where the puck is going. Oh yeah. If that's Colorado. I, I, if that, you know, it's in me. If that's the stars, oh my gosh, they blood in the water. I was furious at the uh, the near own goal. Like I, I, I can't un, I can't sell that enough. I like what what are we doing here? Yeah, but again, <laughs> he not not ideal. But hey, <laughs> another win, and it sets up. A five-game road trip against all Western Conference teams, which means games at eight or nine or maybe even later get the than that. Get the Mountain Dew going. Oh, my God. So we'll uh, we'll take a look at that as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. 
With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you'll get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. That's Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. We appreciate the shout-outs Anytime we get them, including Minnesota Wild fan line, shout out to Denny from uh, Prior Lake for Thank the you, shout outs. And hey, yes, Denny you, Denny, you were right about Dean Evison. I promised you uh, I would bring you up in, in the next episode that I was in. And so you're right. It was before Christmas that Dean was let go. And uh, there you have it, Denny. Uh, shout yeah. outs uh, everywhere for you. Yeah. Big, uh, big ups to Denny for uh, continuing to be one of the. Uh, one of the drivers of this lockdown wild bus and we will uh we put sent the official invite out to uh to pat to father pat to uh, yes. hop on unfortunately not able to do it today as we're recording this um the timestamp right now is 12:52 a.m. <laughs> night owlish but yes. uh we'll we'll get him on at a normal time mm-hmm. um and uh hopefully we'll do so soon uh, we're yes. going to put some big wheels in motion for a ton of guests coming up including a couple of repeats that I think people will uh, really enjoy. So keep an eye out for all that because we're going to be out West all week long. And uh, the list is expansive and features some uh, intriguing games, Alex, on this trip. It starts with the Calgary Flames, who are above the Minnesota Wild in the standings right now, at least in the Western Conference. It's at Calgary, at Vancouver, then at Edmonton the next night. That's a back-to-back. Then Sunday against Seattle, 8, 9, 8, and 8 are the start times here for this weekend. I think I'm most intrigued about this this Vancouver matchup on Thursday, but let's not sleep on the Edmonton Oilers who have really started to pick things up themselves, and you got to face them on the second night of a back-to-back. Not not ideal playing Connor McDavid on a on a back to back. You better you know night before better uh, have uh, short shifts. Uh, I would uh, I would <laughs> try to limit uh, Brodeen and uh, and uh, Faber's minutes just uh, to be ready to go for that one. If you can get a lead, uh, you know against Vancouver, <laughs> just <laughs> let the let let the third and fourth lines play a lot. Uh, you you know, might just, have to win it. You might have to win it nine to eight, but uh, right. Do, what you because that you that you don't want to because if you lose against Vancouver and then you get get Edmund, you don't want you don't want to lose four points off, off no. that uh, swing uh, in those back to back ones. Uh, this is this is such a huge huge week for the Wild to you know to keep you know climbing the the standings and get back there and you can't um maybe before you know seeing this upcoming week you you know maybe take calgary a little bit lightly but they just beat dallas the other night right you know which uh so that you know if you beat dallas that you know that means you're you know playing uh playing good hockey you know no matter what if you're beating it beating a team like that 
Um, I'm just looking at some of the numbers here, and I well, minuses on some of these guys. Holy cow. <laughs> Jonathan Huberdeau, 15 points in 24 games. He's a minus 11. Um, <laughs> ton of penalty minutes for this uh, this Calgary team, too. So let's let's make sure that we don't get anybody in position to potentially get game misconduct. There will probably be some physical play because that's just how it goes, and Calgary's not certainly fleet of foot. Mm-mm. But let's not try to do anything reckless to where then you would be stuck. Thankfully, though, roster-wise, uh, it looks like Vinny Letary will be coming on the trip. Mm-hmm. So if there's an injury, something else that happens, you at least have that backup. And he's he's looked he's looked good in instances in which he has been in the lineup. So let's just, this is just a test your metal road trip for the Minnesota wild. And all of this stuff that we've seen over these last three games has been great, but I'm really intrigued. Not that I would ever root for it. I'm really intrigued to see some of the tactical stuff that John Hines pulls out when the team is not leading going into the third period or needs to try to kind of rally back. And we haven't seen that yet. So, yeah, five game road trip is probably a spot in which you're going to see that a couple of times. But hey, if they continue to get early leads and hold them, I'm fine with that, too. It's just it'd be nice to see kind of what he pulls out of his hat. Whereas previously we saw, okay, we're going to go to a line blender. No, that didn't work. We're going to go back to the lines that we used at the beginning of the season, like some of the some of the in-game stuff was just the areas I think where Dean was not able to uh, was not able to really get it done. And so it looks as though Hines is going to be better there. So uh, whenever we do see that, let it rock. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, special teams is going to be huge, I think, in, in this uh, in this road trip, because you're going to be playing some really, really high powered uh, power plays. I mean, you look at Vancouver. Uh, it's a it's a juggernaut. Uh, the yeah. way the way Quinn Hughes is is quarterbacking that power play, and you know J T. Miller, Elias Pettersson, the Brock Besser. I that's that's one guy I feel so you know happy for just with the difficulties that he was dealing with personally. Uh, it's just it's so nice to see him you know uh, you know the playing the way he is, and a guy uh, an underrated guy that they picked up in a trade was Phil Peronic. Uh, I don't know what Detroit was thinking, getting rid of him because their back end uh, uh, still needs help in Detroit. But uh, that was, that was huge for, for Vancouver. And they, uh, <laughs> they, they have the, probably the, the tallest D pairing I've ever seen in my life now with them uh, acquiring Nikita Zadorov. It's Zadorov and Tyler Myers. So yeah, Jeez. six, six, six eight. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. That you couldn't find a, a bigger pairing anywhere else in the league. So that, that'll be interesting to see how they, how they navigate that one. And, uh, you know, Edmonton is just, you know, you can't, it, it, you never can take a shift off against them offensively. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be interesting in Calgary. Calgary's like St. Louis. You just never, you don't know which team you're going to get. Edmonton's fans stand up and cheer when their goalie makes a save. So that's <laughs> cheer. the keys. The keys for this yep. road trip start strong. Yep. Attack 
the opposing goalies and uh, ride the hot, ride the hot hand. Yeah. Yeah. If the goalie, you know, if, uh, you know, Flurry gets a win yeah, or same, same thing, you just keep, keep going, you know, the, playing Flurry today was, was the right decision though, just because, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh it's a good confidence boost too, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, you know, he's, he's so close to passing Patrick Waugh too. So um, yeah, exactly. Four wins away. It's, you know, it could happen before the end of the year. We didn't think it would, but you now, now, now it could, you know, so yeah. it'd be fun to see him do it at home too. Uh, so it we'll would. see if they strategically kind of do that um, and find a, uh, uh, an easier opponent for him to, to get that done and make sure he has family there and everything. So kind of just pre-plan it, you know, blurry watch. <laughs> that's, we'll that's the, that's the, you know, that's, you know, we can look back on this season and if they don't make the playoffs, uh, you know, a special moment like that, uh, is huge. Uh, you know, yeah. it was so emotional last season with, with, uh, um, Goligoski, remember when he, got you know the overtime winner and his 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 legs are up in the up in the air that that Doing was one the splits against the boards one, and he's like that's one I, I i i will never forget from last season so somebody have have something like that this season somebody's gonna clip that thumbnail that i just did and i'm i'm gonna become a meme because that was a that was some kind of a face um i'm not gonna bring any more attention to it than i already did because there are there are meme hunters on the internet that are going to take that and <laughs> turn it into whatever. But one one thing we know is, uh, you know, Wild Twitter. They just uh, it's amazing what some of them can find and uh, use as content for sure. Yeah, well, that's uh, it. Wouldn't be the first time my face has been memed. So, <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. But that'll do it for today's episode. Again, we thank you for uh, making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day and becoming part of. Just a rapidly growing comment Thank section you so much, on everybody. YouTube, whether it be Denny, whether it be Trav, whether it be the Mikes, whether it be Tyler, whether it be uh, any. We had Swiffer Wet Jet Mop uh, that uh, had a comment on one of our last Lockdown Wild postcasts. So no matter who, we thank you all for tuning in each and every day and continuing to me- ride with us. You guys season. have me uh, uh, writing in Russian. I, I've I've been doing Google Translate and and trying to reply to you know our Russian uh, uh, viewers. It's amazing the power of YouTube. Uh, you know, getting yeah. uh, you know across uh, the world, and uh, uh, we appreciate the the people that listen on the on the podcast too that have found locked on. It it continues to rocket ship. It's it's so cool. I mean, I know Seth and I have. Uh, responded back and forth to somebody in Ireland too, that always listens. So, you know, we really appreciate it. It's, it's so cool, uh, you know, to see the, the viewership continue to grow. Yeah. And the next, next part of the progression is getting shout outs on Minnesota wild fan line. So uh, we appreciate it. And uh, onward and upward as we continue through this season, we'll see what happens on the road trip. We'll be back with you uh, for more episodes throughout the week. Alex will be back on Monday. So uh, make sure to tune in to all of the Locked on Wild content you can handle because there's a lot of it and uh, we continue to keep it rolling here throughout the rest of the season. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.